and so if you're gonna if you want to ease your mind a little bit, consider the fact that the Knicks are one of the best defensive teams in the league. Do you think they're a finals contender, Mr. Defense Wins Championships? No, asshole, I don't. Okay, then don't bother me. I'm working. 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 Don't work it. Welcome back, everybody. I hope everybody is doing well. Hope everybody's staying safe and staying healthy. I am the unforgettable one himself, Mr. Brett Carroll. Charles is always daydreaming. And we're two guys that like discussing other people's excellence. And we have a lot to talk about today. We are we decided to do a little bit different today. Do a little bit of a, you know. A, a hybrid, if you will. We're going to talk some nets. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some maybe some movie stuff if we have time. Just, you know, let's, we're just going to talk. We're just going to talk. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk. But Charles, speaking of talking, Charles talked a little too much on Facebook, and I think he has to have an update for you guys. So what happened, Charles? After UFC 258 uh, this past Saturday, I shared part of the post-fight interview after Usman retained his welterweight strap and for those waiting on that you know me and tim will be back later this week to talk all about that but i shared something that was getting shared across social media uh you know kamaru usman just pretty much saying put some respect on his name and somebody reported me for that because so, he didn't, Charles didn't say the magic words of I do not own the rights to this content, which he's supposed to do. <laughs> well, pretty sure that's implied because it was being filmed off a of TV. But nonetheless, I got put in Facebook jail for three days and the dope blog and podcast Facebook is no longer there. Now, over the course of a little bit over a year, we have accumulated, you know, something like 5,000 likes or something like that. Um maybe closer to six and a reach that looked ridiculous when I was staring at analytics for a couple of dudes talking into the computer and just posting their conversations on the internet. And I'm saying that, you know, proudly and humbly as I can, Mm -hmm. but as of right now, it doesn't look like that page is there anymore. So if you don't know, I started a TikTok and the first video for the dope blog I posted was the one that got me blocked and banned on Facebook. So if you can't understand it, fuck you, Facebook. But I would like to further add, fuck you, Facebook, because all the shit that gets shared on that site and I'm getting hit with a copyright when I don't even sell anything. Yeah. Like, think about that. Me and you don't sell a damn thing off of our pages. We don't. What is the copyright infringement when I am obviously a fair use type of page? Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, I want to start off. I am not, as you could tell, the last couple of days, it wasn't like I was sweating it too much. Well, I I can't even say easy come, easy go, but the podcast is still here. Yeah. Actual blog is still here. And that's the most important part. And and the thing is, is, it is weird because we were. You know, we just Charles decided to make a TikTok out of nowhere, and that was and that's cool. And I'm glad that we're branching out, but it's kind of ironic that the same week we start TikTok, we might same not day. Have- same day, the same day. I'm sorry, the same yeah, day. Like I, I created it the night before Friday night. I just made it right Saturday. I, I was taking around with it, you know, making make sure the name's right, yada yada yada. And then Saturday night after the fight is when I'm like, oh, I can upload this to TikTok too. Right. Wow. I woke I woke up, you know, Sunday afternoon, technically, because of how late the fight was. And I just stayed up and because and I wasn't blocked yet when I went to sleep around four or five in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. But I think it's funny because if anyone, you know, sees me on social media and sees how uh, socially conscious I am, let's say, and, I, and, I, and I'm not scared to speak my mind on current events. Speaking of, I was just on the uh, my friend Larry and Larry and Logic podcast. My boy Larry uh, Crane hosts, and we were just speaking on a lot of things. So go get uh, check that out. It's on Podbean, I believe it's on Apple Podcasts too. Logic and Larry Podcast. So, and that was the first time ever on a podcast I've actually ever spoke politics, with the exception of the uh, Clusterfuck Pod. We pretty much came back with, and uh, pretty much as a reboot on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So that was refreshing. 
but it's ironic the same week end of that my Facebook gets taken down. So I guess I'm canceled. I guess I'm Gina Carano. I guess I can just whine and complain <laughs> that, oh, woe is me. And obviously I'm canceled. Obviously I have no outlet because this Facebook is the way, me. Charles. This is the way. Well, well, where is my Daily Wire contract? Oh, wait, I'm definitely not getting that. Right. <clears throat> well, um, hopefully, hopefully it's not permanently taken off. Hopefully it's just also in Facebook jail for a couple, for like a week or so. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we got to uh, talk to Facebook, see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Facebook, go full Tupac. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Come on, man. Come on. But anyway, we got we got a lot to talk about. We're going to we the NBA is in an interesting place. Um, All star voting ended yesterday as as of this recording. Uh, the starters will be announced Thursday, the 18th, I believe. Uh, this is we are recording this tomorrow. on the seventh. It's tomorrow as of this recording. As of as of this recording, um, but the players are not happy about this. The players do not want this All Star game to happen simply for no other reason but we are still in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, which people are dying at a high rate. People are getting sick at a high rate. Games are already being postponed and rescheduled because of virus issues. And so it doesn't make sense for uh, for people to have for the NBA to have an All Star game when this is still a problem. So I, you know, sense, though. huh? I don't like it. I want to clarify. I don't think these are mutually exclusive to each other. I'm not. I don't think we need an All Star game. We I don't. really don't. I don't. I don't. As a fan, without fans, it's not the same to me. But. It is needed because the contracts with TNT and other channels is pretty much what me and you would sign. It's for content, live sports content. One of that, some of that content is the All Star Game, and TNT still has hours of programming to fill. No, and I and I get that. And here's the thing: the problem is the players agreed to the bubble. The players agreed to start the season on December 21st instead of later in the year, knowing that for the teams that made it to the playoffs and played well far into the playoffs, it was going to be the shortest rest ever. And part of the reason why they agree with it is because the NBA told them we, won't, we wouldn't have an all-star game. And then at the last minute, they said, uh, you know what, we changed their mind. We need the money. We got to do an all-star game. So it, it's it's a, and, and a, once again – some of the players, uh, including Chris Paul, who is the p- president of the Players Association, are agreeing to do it because, you know, for those of you who don't know, what's going to happen is at the end of the season this year, both sides are going to rip up the CBA and there's probably going to be a lockout because they're going to have intense negotiations because a lot of money has been lost over the last couple of years. And so they need to reallocate the funds that they're getting. And Chris Paul as long as, as well as some others are on the, are, are of the mindset that, you know what, let's capitulate with the NBA now. So we have more leverage going into the negotiations, because if we say no to everything, they are going to rip us to shreds come negotiations on this new CBA. And I think most players would understand that. And most players would agree with that. Let's take it on the chin now in good faith for when we negotiate later. So this is a really bad look for the NBA because for them to go back on their word, especially at the last minute in the middle of the season when the players can't really say or do anything about it. Because, by the way, that's also they're also contractually obligated to do it. So it's not like the players can say, no, we don't want to do it. You told us we weren't going to do it. We're not doing it. If the NBA says we're having an all-star game, guess what? They're going to have an all-star game. So – there, there's so now in a league where you, you know, usually the sides are on the same step for step, at least more than any other league. The NBA looks for the first time in a long time looks bad and looks and has a black eye because they, if nothing else, they went against their word and decided to spring this all star game on the players at the last minute when they knew the players had no position to then say no. So it's going to be interesting how this works out. It's going to be interesting how this turns the tide in terms of how the players then capitulate to the NBA. Because, again, the players have have been 
very co- co- uh, cooperative with everything that's going on. And the players thing is, yo, real talk, especially when it comes to the negotiations, we get it. You guys are going to lose money. So now we're going to have to lose money. But understand this. We didn't cause this. We didn't cause the pandemic. And depending on who you, you know, your political affiliations, you can argue that some of the owners and what who they align with uh, also didn't help in the pandemic because we could be in a much better position now than when we were. But America wanted to press on, press on, press on and not shut down or anything. So if you're a player, you're saying, wait a minute, that wasn't our doing. That was y'all doing. And two, also remember the NBA is still losing money because they no longer have a relationship with China, which was because of Daryl Morey, who is a front office dude, not a player. So the players are saying to are going to say in the negotiations, we understand that we're losing money and you're going to have to take some money away from us because you're losing money. But please do not take that much away from us because we have no control over this situation. And on top of that, we have cooperated with you every step of the way. And you guys are the ones that went back on your word, not us. So that's going to be an interesting thing. In terms of the All-Star game itself, I think the players will play. I hope it's at least a good game. It would suck if we did all this and the game sucks. But I think, you know, it's going to at least be a good game. It's going to be weird without fans because that's what the All-Star game is. It's a showcase for the fans. So the fact that there's not going to be a lot of fans in attendance is going to be a lot weirder than the bubble or a lot weirder than a regular NBA game because those games, this game is literally for fans it is a fan showcase where we get to play fantasy basketball and see the best players in the world play on the same on the same court against each other yeah but you said before the uh the nba kind of went back on their word i don't know if that counts as going back on their word it's in the it's in the contract especially because a lot of the revenue the nba generates is tv money so it's like a catch-22 because yeah it's, it's, it's good faith going into negotiations by honoring the contract, despite what might have been said behind closed doors by the NBA, right? But well, at the same I mean, time, at the same time, it, it's it's complete leverage for them. Not even good faith for them. It's it's leverage saying we were committed to this revenue, despite X, Y, and Z. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it still just looks bad because at the end of the day, if it's something they couldn't have get, gotten out of, they had to, they should have been upfront about that. Say, hey, look, I know you guys don't want an all star game, but we can't, we literally cannot not do an all star game. It's in our contract. It's part of the TV deal. We need that TNT money, that Turner money. Um, they should have been very upfront about that, and I'm sure the players would have understood. For them to say, hey, look, if you do this, we won't have an all-star game, and then say, oh, by the way, uh, sorry, we have to do it, That that's just not that's just not good faith, and that's not good business, and that's not good negotiation tactics, because that's not fair. If, that, if it's an obligation that they cannot get out of, then they should have been very upfront about that beforehand. Um, and say, look, we understand and we agree with you, but unfortunately, we cannot get out of this contractual obligation for an all-star game. Um, and by the way, baseball didn't have an all-star game, and they and they have TV money. So I, I don't I don't even think that's true where they had to do it. They decided they wanted to do it because they want them and probably need the money. I wouldn't so- compare it to baseball though. That like, you know, let me know when the players the players union in the NBA is as strong as the players union in the MLB. And also let me know when the MLB all-star game is anywhere near as exciting as the NBA all-star game. I just, that, I, I think that's an apples and oranges comparison. Well, no, sure. but I'm, I'm just saying if we're, if we're talking about contracts and obligations and what you can and cannot do, uh, the NFL didn't have a pro bowl baseball didn't have the all-star game this year. So I highly doubt that the NBA is the only league that has a contractual obligation that is so binding that they can't get out of an all-star game. It's not that's that it's so binding. It's that the amount of money that's in the NBA all-star game, nobody watches the pro bowl like that. That's not one of the, the NFL's main sources of revenue when it comes to games that, that they air. No, I mean, again, I get, I get all-star that. weekends for the casual fan, the fans that only pick up, start even start watching after Christmas. Like some people only watch Christmas, the all-star game, and then the playoffs. No, again, I, I get that. 
I understand that. And I know it's a big money item. I trust me. I understand all of that. But like I said, if that was the case, then they should have been more upfront about that from the get go and not spring it on the players, you know, a month before the All-Star game is going to happen. I, I just, I agree with the players on that where that's, that's not fair. You, we talked about this. We capitulated with you guys. Cause that was really the only capitulation that you gave us to begin with. And then on top of that, you take that away. So that that's all I'm saying. I, I'm sure, I'm sure that it's something that if the NBA could get away with, they wouldn't have done. But they, if nothing else, they probably need the money. So that there's that. Um, the whole contact tracing thing with Kevin Durant and other players is, you know, it, again, if you're a player, you're pissed because what you're saying is you're putting our lives on the line every single night to push through these through this season and push through this business and we're doing it but you guys aren't doing your part if kevin durant uh has somebody that had a false negative then why play him why say he can play just to then say oh well we retested him and he's positive you can't play that that put two whole teams in danger when if if you were that that if it was that serious, he shouldn't have played. Or when the positive test came back and you had to pull him from the game after he had already played two and a half quarters, uh, then the game should have been canceled and everybody should have been pulled because at that point, you taking him from the game is not doing anything for anybody. So I think the I think it's just a level of frustration on the players' part where it's like, hey, come on, guys, like you know, let's figure this out because. We're kind of just pushing through just to push through and we're starting to lose uh, faith in the fact that you guys either know what you're doing or have our best interests at heart in terms of our safety. So I think that I think that's where the players are frustrated and they have every right to be. Well, that's the two different like issues with the NBA right now, right? It, like last year, they had the bubble. Mm-hmm. They're not in the bubble anymore. They're doing all this traveling. I just think that comparing it to, the, to both the other sports, the, ma- the major leagues, really, it's in such an apples and oranges comparison for the union reasons, CBA reasons, and the actual sport. Like, there's a reason besides COVID, the Pro Bowl is Fugazi and doesn't need to be played. You know what I mean? Like, it's a dangerous game, and they play it every year, and it gets ratings just because it's American football in North America. You know what I mean? It's not like anybody really cares who wins the Pro Bowl. Like, it's just different. It's just a different showcase for basketball. Like, I, I, it's hard for me to explain because it's always been there. And this is going to feel so different because usually you have the celebrities in the, in the front row. You have the, 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 the celebrity all-star game the night before. It's going to be. No, a, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be different. I mean, and as somebody like, look, if it was a regular year, I'd be excited about the all-star. I love this. One of my, fa- this is one of my favorite times of the year. Um, but. I, I totally understand where the players are like, yo, this is our safety we're talking about. And on top of that, we you told us this wasn't going to happen. I think that's really their biggest thing. Yeah. Like, yo, don't go back on your word if that's what you told us this was going to happen. Because like I said, if this is something that you contractually can't get out of, then you should have made that very clear beforehand. That's all. No, uh, yeah, I, I, I understand that. I just think it's a good tool for the players when it comes to negotiations to play regardless oh yeah and that's what i'm saying they're gonna play they're gonna play it and and i think they have a lot of leverage right now when when it comes to the negotiations because they're gonna say yo man we did everything you asked us to and you guys went back on your word on a couple of things so now when it comes to these negotiations we have some more leverage so you know i i it's going to be interesting but i this this virus sucks it's it's screwing over a lot of things and uh unfortunately the way we're going uh we're probably going to be stuck stuck talking about this virus for another year maybe even two so you know it's just something that we're all going to have to get used to and figure out a way to figure it out because unfortunately as a country we're not in a position to just shut down and move on that's just not even how our laws work that's not how our economy works we're just going to have to thug it out basically so the difference too is that they're already discussing bringing fans back in the NBA and NFL too, 
yeah. for, in the purpose of this conversation, the NBA. So they're looking at like 10,000 fans or 10% or whatever. 10%. Uh, 10%. And I believe uh, for Barclays, that starts the 23rd. So uh, I have obviously, I've never been to a game yet this year. I'm debating whether I want to go to a game. I mean, it's, we talked about this on a pod before. It sucks that we get James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving on the same team on the in the year that we can't go to games. But, you know, relatively speaking, is it worth risking, you know, getting a virus that is this deadly and this wide spreading to go see those guys? You know, it's, that sucks. It really does suck because I would love nothing more than to have a packed Barclays Center screaming and cheering for these guys every night. But is it worth going? And, and, the, I, and the answer will open up a whole nother can of worms because right. then it's, uh, well, do you feel like getting the vaccine is worth it? And everybody's going to have a different answer to that. Right. And, you know, there's plenty of people, the majority most likely, that says, well, yeah, you know, if they get, if I feel safe taking the vaccine, I'm going to take the vaccine. If, if you take the vaccine, that proof you took the vaccine and you can just go to uh, sporting events, concerts yada 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 again like you know the, the the old times then a lot of people i think are going to actively pursue that a lot more than that are admitting right now that don't see a reason to take said vaccine that are hesitant that if you say well you might not need a mask anymore and you might be able to go to a yankees game a mets game a giants game a jets game then hey you take the vaccine and life is starting to look like normal again is the dream right right no that's true that's true. Uh, since we're since we're on basketball, and we're talking about our nets. Let's let's just continue here for a little bit. Um, Charles, I got to admit to you, I'm I am torn about this team. As you know, as we've talked about in this pod a couple times, I am very skeptic of of this team's chances of winning a title. Um, I pointed out the stats. I pointed out the defense, and that's my, and obviously that's my one and only fear. But to me, that's a really big fear. Um. So, uh, you know, that's that's something that I'm skeptical of. Uh, but the problem is uh, this team, there, there are stats to prove that this team is, is a lot better than I'm giving them credit for. Yep. For, one, for, one we, for one, we have uh, nine, 20 different starting lineups, most in the NBA. We're still second in the East, although we would be seventh in the West. So, you know, take that for how you want to take it. Um, and the big three has only played eight games together, full, full-time games together. And they're seven and one in those games. The only loss was the first ever game they played together against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if Colin Sexton doesn't hit the shot of his career, we win that game. So I'm pretty sure I told you that then. Yeah. No, I, I, I and I understand that, but. So here's my issue with that, with all of that. I, I still don't know what that tells me. That tells me we're a great regular season team. Which Oh, my I, God. It tells you that we're a great team and that your, your, your fear of, oh, my God, I'm worried about the finals is, is, again, good problems to have. If your only fear is losing the NBA finals, that means you're a good enough team to compete in the NBA finals, which means you're a good enough team to compete in the well, NBA. Well, no, no, no. I'm, uh, my biggest fear is we still don't get to the finals. That's yeah, great, but I don't see it. I, I, you can like I understand how good the, the Sixers are, but if you're going to highlight the Nets problems, you can highlight the Sixer problems the same way. Same goes for the Celtics. Same go for the Heat. If the Nets don't have a bench, I don't want to hear the Celtics do. I don't want to hear the Sixers do. So, and I understand that the Sixers match up well with us, but every time we've played the Sixers, we are competitive. Like it's a good game. That's probably our main rival is, is is the Sixers. So as far as the East goes, I don't see this team that we can't beat in a seven game series as currently constructed. And I don't see them thinking the same way. Like, like there's a respect thing all throughout the East right now. And that's cool. But at the same time, you have to acknowledge that it's not like Sixers fans feel like they're guaranteed to go to the finals either. None of there's no fans that really feel that way, except ironically, a lot of Brooklyn fans right now. And Knicks fans feel like a million bucks because they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. And so if you're gonna if you want to ease your mind a little bit, consider the fact that the Knicks are one of the best defensive teams in the league. Do you think they're a finals contender, Mr. Defense wins championships? No asshole, I don't. Okay, then, then, then you but, gotta. But, I'm but just de- saying, but, dude, come but on. Defense come alone, on. but defense, but nothing alone wins championships. My, exactly, my. nothing alone wins championship. Three freaking superstars do. Okay, hey, Char- listen, Charles, 
I hope Stop I'm calling me Charles like you're a Magneto. <laughs> Stop doing that. Charles, I hope I am wrong. I like I said, like I've said on, on both those podcasts, I hope this team is just so freaking good that they don't have to stop anybody to win a championship. I just know the history of sports tells me that's tr- probably not going to happen. That's yeah, why. I'm, but, but the history of sports is against us in every way because we're the Nets. We're the second team in the big market. We acquired an uh, aging superstar that's coming off an injury. We have another superstar that's a head case. We have another superstar that couldn't get along with all the superstar talent, and we threw them together. They're never going to get along. Kyrie's never going to want to give up the ball. That, 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 Hold on, let that. me finish. Let me finish. I'm just. I'm just saying all the things that people have said that that are. His, that come off as historical anecdotes. Kyrie's never going to want to give up the ball and, and, and play off ball. He's but a that's ball just hearsay. That's, but that's just hearsay. It's not people... just hearsay. You're, you're using the same type of, 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 of historical anecdotal evidence. No, 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 no. But see, that's the thing. That what they're using is not anecdotal evidence. That They're using their opinion of, of who they think these players are. I'm using historical evidence and facts and saying look we are a terrible defensive team yeah but the, but you go back 20 years you don't use the entire length of, of of the nba history right you go back 20 years and in 20 years how many teams have won the title uh i don't know like only six I yeah, exactly so the, so so you're, you're judging off six teams and where they rank defensively yeah, but that's the point. When you're that good, defense- no, it's not the point because the, every team that has won a ring has had either LeBron on it, Tim Duncan on it, or I'm sorry, I have to change that now. LeBron on it, KD on it, Steph Curry on it, or Kawhi on it. Like you did, like like these teams. Oh, these are great defensive teams. You take LeBron off any of those teams, any single one, are they, are they in the finals? Let alone winning it, and they could still be just as good at defense. Because it's not like LeBron the last couple of years on the Cavs was the defensive, this elite defensive stopper. You know what I mean? But that's but okay. Well, and look, like I said, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna spend a whole pod talking about this because we 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 vehemently disagree on this. And like I said, I hope you're right. I I will have no problem taking a pod, and you can spend the entire pod telling you I told you so. And I'll say, yep, you did. Congratulations. I don't give a damn. I'm a champion. So I, you know, I I agree in that aspect of it. Um, all I'm saying is, I. I All I'm saying is, you know what? I'm going to give this team more time because if I'm going to put up stats, there are stats that do suggest that this team might be different. Might, might. But even in that, like I said, it's regular season. I've seen teams like the Bucs be unstoppable in the regular season and flame out in the playoffs. Um, And that's because they – and that's because for the opposite reason, they have a superstar that when crunch time happens, they, they can't score. This is the opposite. When crunch time happens, can we get a stop? We we'll do see. Stops. They turn it on. That's one criticism I think is valid of this team is that they completely play down to their competition. They don't play up. Well, they do play up. They don't, they, they play down is the problem because they turn on defense when, when we were playing the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Turn on defense when we were playing the Warriors as much as you can turn. Well, on well, well, and like I said, I think I think, and I said this on the last part. It's about consistency. They they need to challenge themselves to do it consistently because that's going to be the problem. Yeah, you can turn it on when you play the Clippers and the Warriors because th- that's only two games that you're playing that week. But what do, what's going to happen when you play the Sixers for seven games, Boston for seven games, Milwaukee for seven games. Can you turn it on every single night? That's what this team is going to have to prove. If they can do that, because you're right, they don't have to be a defensive juggernaut. I've never thought they, I never thought they had to be a defensive juggernaut. They have to get timely stops, but can they do that consistently? That's going to be the key because we that's know the question that, every single team has. Right. But that's my point. The teams that have proven they can do that are going to win championships. We have not proven we can do that. Yes, yes, this 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 incarnation has not proven they can do it do that, but the players that consist of this incarnation have certain the superstars, I mean, have certainly proven they can step up in the big situation, with the exception, I guess, of James Harden. Yeah, okay. I mean, like historically speaking, like if, if you're you, you can't say that about Kyrie, he'll shrink in the big moment. You can't say that about Kevin Durant, he'll shrink in the big moment. There's criticism to be had about James Harden because he didn't win a title in Houston. No, absolutely. And and I, I also want to give James Harden credit, too, because I'm not going to lie. I was of the mindset also. Of I didn't know what Harden's intentions were on coming to this team that I'm very, very sure that those 
though that part of me is put to bread. He he has done everything right. He said everything right. He's played the right way. He has sacrificed. He has done everything that I could have asked him to do in terms of his mindset and and how he and his approach to playing. So I'm not worried about James Harden. I'm literally only worried about our defense at this point. And and I do think it's it's. It, it is something that I do think people are downplaying. I really do. But let's move on because there's other things going on. Six and four uh, in our last 10 games on a four-game winning streak is all I'm saying. Yeah, and, and, and good for us. Again, we're going to be a great regular season team. I never denied that. I'm not worried about regular season games. I'm not. And like I said, yeah, we're second in the East, but we'd be seventh in the West. So even if we're talking that about regular – That is such a bullshit stat. I don't care. I just don't care. Like, who cares where we would be in the West? Who cares? No, my my, my point. My, well, no, I'm only bringing that up because for the people that are saying it doesn't matter, we're so good, we're this juggernaut, we're this, we're that, we're that. I'm like, yeah, well, in con, in context, even in context, it's not like we're still a top five team in the league. Yeah, That's in context, in context, we just beat the Warriors, who are the eighth seed in the, in, in the out west. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, like in context, we just beat that team. Yeah, in a regular season game. Yep, cool. Yeah, it's the regular season, bro. Like, so if, if you're going to be worried about the defense and you're only got, judging enough regular season games, then you can't just go say it's a regular season game when it's going against all your fears. Okay. Hey, listen, again, Charles, I, I pray to God that I am wrong. I pray. The Suns are fifth out west. Which yes, they are. Props to the Suns because they, we, they, they were up big in the first quarter as of this time, you know, this recording last night. And then I, I turned it off just because it was, you know, West Coast game. And we, were, me, me and my wife were watching something. You know what's funny? I did. I didn't turn the game. I just had a sneaky suspicion. It was weird. I, there was a couple times I was like, "All right, this game is over. Let me go watch something else." But there was something like, "Eh, let's let's, let's just wait a minute. Let's just wait a minute." Then then the then the lead would balloon back up. I said, "Yeah, this game is over." Then I was like, "Eh, let's just let's just wait a minute. Let's just." It was it was a really weird feeling that I had. Like, let's just see. Let's just see how this plays out. And obviously, biggest comeback in Nets franchise history in terms of at least halftime deficits at 21. A great game. It was a great game. And we got a time, we got timely stops when we needed it. So that was a really great game. And I'm and I'm not going to uh overreact to one game, but like I said, I'm I'm gonna give this team credit where credit is due in terms of the stats do prove like look when we're when we have our full gang on, on display, we win games. So I'll give them that credit. And if everybody's healthy, we will have our full gang on display in the playoffs. But like I said, I you know, I still just have questions about can we consistently get stops? Because that's gonna be the only thing that stops us from winning. But that's a major thing. But we, you know, we got other stuff I want to talk about. So let's move on. Cause we can as you know, we can argue about this. To until the season is over, yeah. Um, like sometimes you just don't know when to take the L, like Antonio Brown and whatnot. But go ahead, go on. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. But speaking of football, <laughs> my Panthers have now, I guess, reportedly put an offer out. Uh, and some people say it's fake. Some people say it's true. I don't. I don't know. But supposedly, allegedly, somebody believes that the Panthers have put out an offer for Christian McCaffrey and three first round picks to get one Deshaun Watson. Uh, me personally, I think if that is true, I think it's a good deal that Houston should at least consider. I would probably throw Teddy Bridgewater in there as well, especially if you could take away a first round pick. So C- CMC, Teddy Bridgewater and two first for Deshaun Watson. I think that's a pretty decent deal. Um it would also depend on what else you're, what, what other teams are offering you. But if that's one of the better deals, I think that's a deal that Houston should at least consider. Uh, a lot of, I know a lot of Panthers fans that don't like it. They don't believe that you should trade Christian McCaffrey because he is legit and he is an amazing football player. But I will say this, if you can get Deshaun Watson, it's worth giving up CMC. And that's no disrespect to CMC. He is a probably a top 10 overall football player in the league, but he's not Deshaun Watson and he doesn't play a position that is as important as getting an elite quarterback. I've heard Giants fans say a similar trade with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and a couple of firsts for Deshaun Watson. So in sense of what I've said as a Giants fan, yeah, you have, you get Deshaun Watson if you can get Deshaun Watson. But that being said, 
it's a catch-22 if you're going to argue either or because you, you, you each trade has an elite level running back and some will argue CMC is better because he has a thousand and a thousand seasons. He's that receiver too. Barkley's that receiver. He's had like an 800 yard receiving season when healthy. So, you know, give or take one or two performances in, in a game, right? Mm-hmm. So the, like, let's just call that even in the trade scenario. Then it, you have to go to, do you believe, I think it's more likely the Panthers would give up uh, what's his face o- o- over the Giants giving up Daniel Jones. Really? So you think the Giants wouldn't give up Daniel Jones? I think they would. I just think it's uh, less likely than the Panthers making a move at quarterback. Mm. Like, I think the Panthers are less committed to their quarterback than the Giants, who who drafted DJ at six. And uh, yeah. Oh, well, th- in that case, yes. Yeah, I think the Giants are only doing that to get Deshaun Watson. There's no- yeah, I, I, I think the Panthers have been rumored to – the Panthers were, were in the Matt Stafford sweepstakes. And matter of fact, uh, the Panthers and, and the Washington football team seem to be the teams that that were going to get him until L.A. upped their offer. Um, so the Panthers are definitely looking at Teddy Bridgewater and realizing he is not it. Uh, the owner, David Tepper, who used to be a, a minority owner in the Steelers, uh, he wants to win. He's not interested in rebuilding. He He wants to win. He wants to win now. And he's looking at Teddy Bridgewater as somebody who uh, cannot, you know, get you to the promised land. So he's trying to make it. Uh, they have made no bones about it. The Panthers have been in every single discussion in terms of quarterbacks, whether it was Matt Stafford, whether it was Deshaun Watson, whether it's Carson Wentz. I don't think they're as high on getting Carson Wentz as Matt Stafford and, and Deshaun Watson. And obviously Matt Stafford's already been traded, but the Panthers are in there. There's also talks about the Panthers moving up in the draft to maybe getting a quarterback. So they're w- w- looking to move on from Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, as someone who likes the Panthers, I, th- I think you have to make the trade. I really do. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. It, here's here's why it might. We're assuming the Jets and the, and the Dolphins are all in on Deshaun Watson and going to push all their chips on the table to get Deshaun Watson, as I think they should. We're assuming that's the case. We're assuming that Deshaun Watson, who does have a no trade clause, wants to go to New York or Miami. Um, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I don't know if I go to New York because after they give up everything that they have and they don't have much to get him, you're, you're going to a situation that might be even worse than what you have in Houston. Miami Wait, doesn't have much to give up. That in terms of in terms of the Jets, in, no, no, in terms of the roster. So they're, they're going to give up. They have a whole bunch of draft capital they can give up. Yeah, that, that's exactly what the Texans would want because those are cheaper players. Right. No, no, no. That's no, no. For the Houston, yes, it's a slam dunk trade. I'm saying if you're Deshaun Watson, you're you going to, to the Jets who now don't even have any picks, whose roster is probably worse than the Texans. But they have they have all the cap space in the world. So if they were to, hypothetically, if they were to make the trade, they would have the attraction up to lure free agents with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but you but you still have to hope that teams that players say, "All right, I'm going to go to the Jets" because no, no matter what, it's still the Jets um, who are one of the biggest laughing stocks in the NFL, if not all the sports. So yeah, but, but to the same token, a couple of years ago. It sounded ridiculous for us as Nets fans to think we'd ever get superstar talent. And it takes one person to change a perception of a franchise. So if the Jets get Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson is is talking them up and they can sign two wide receiver free agents, there's a completely different perception, even though they didn't fix the line necessary or the run game or the tight end, yada, yada, yada. They pick up with the defense. Yeah, but that's but that's the case for anybody. Like, it's not like the Panthers are a good team. You know what I mean? Like anybody, the Dolphins, the Dolphins are actually the most complete team. Well, well that's, that's, that's what I was going to say. The Dolphins, because, because that's not even their pick. That's ironically Houston's pick at number three. The Dolphins, I think are a lot more attractive because they still have a defense. They don't, they don't have an offensive line and their receivers are okay. Not great, but okay. But they at least have a defense. Um, and they, I, I believe they still have, they should have some cap space still. So, and they're Miami, no income tax, no state income tax. If you're Deshaun Watson, I guess what I'm saying is I would feel more confident in me being to, to recruit to the Dolphins than to the Jets. You have to have 
a lot of confidence that you can get some guys coming to New York for you to go to the Jets. That's just me. You have to have a lot of confidence because you're going to have to get some guys. And not only that, I don't even think this is like a great free agency class in terms of uh, other players. Um, Allen Robinson, I believe, is a, is a free agent. He's a good wide receiver. Um, so let's say you get him. Okay, does that make the Jets that great? They have Deshaun Watson, Allen Robinson, and nobody else. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things. The Panthers, they do have DJ Moore. They do have Robbie Anderson. Those are two really good receivers. I still think DJ Moore can be a star in this league, and having a quarterback like Deshaun Watson would help him hit that ceiling. Um, yeah, but now, you're also assuming he's still there in this trade scenario. Well, I'm, I'm, but but that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at it for the trade scenario as as has been quote unquote reported, and I'll put that in quotations because there are people that are saying that that's not true. So if we're if it's literally Teddy, CMC, and a couple of firsts, that means DJ Moore is still there. Now, if you're Deshaun Watson, you might you might say, well, if I go to Panthers, I want to play with CMC, not not go there, and he's not there. But there's no way the Panthers can pull this off without trading CMC. I mean, unless unless they're agreeing to trade their next 10 years worth of first round picks. And even then, you know, Houston might not take that. So, you know, I, the Panthers roster and, and the Panthers are weird. The Panthers are like the Falcons where they lost a lot of close games. So their record isn't as indicative of like where they are in terms of a football team. Um, and again, a lot of that is because Teddy Bridgewater underperformed last year which is why they believe if they get an upgrade at quarterback they can be a really good team and compete um so that's a very interesting scenario and like i said sean watson does have a no trade clause so would he want to go to charlotte you know it's not too far away from clemson and atlanta where he's from um so that might be intriguing i don't know that's an interesting – the Panthers are always a weird, interesting franchise because they're not a big market, but they – but Cam Newton has kind of, you know, brought some swag to that organization and some notoriety to that organization. So I don't know if it's a I – don't, I don't know if it's a destination spot. And the NFL is also weird too. It's not like the NBA. Players do go to franchises. Like people were going to the Jaguars when the Jaguars sucked. So – you know, it's the NFL is a lot weirder when it comes to free agents. Like players don't really care about markets that much as much because the, the way they're marketed is teams anyway. It's not really about the players. So, you know, it's 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 interesting. It's very interesting. Um, I I think Washington also is in the mix. I think Washington is going to get Justin Fields or Zach or Zach Wilson. Me personally, there's also uh, rumors literally just broke like yesterday, earlier this earlier today, that Carson Wentz could be heading to Chicago, mm-hmm. which I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like you have Trubisky, you've stuck with him this far, you guys didn't suck this year, and you're gonna trade him for a guy that's worth sixty million and made out of glass. So I don't really get it. Uh, but this dude, I think his uh, Albert Breer was on the herd with Colin Cowherd on Monday. Okay, this is for Monday. And he said, I think the issue right now, Colin, is where Carson Wentz wants to go. I think it's pretty clear he'd rather go to Indianapolis. And I think part of it, uh, uh, sorry, and I think part of it now for the Eagles is, all right, if our best return now is Chicago over Indy, then we need to convince Carson Wentz this is the only place you're going, bud. And you need to, to buck up and accept this and realize the Bears are going to give you a good chance. I think it's pretty clear at this point that the Bears have pushed harder than the Colts to get Carson Wentz. I think the Bears would like to at least know that Carson Wentz is on board before pulling a trigger on a trade. So the only reason the Bears haven't even got Carson Wentz yet is because Carson Wentz it doesn't even want to go there. Why would he? Why would he? Nick Foles is there. <laughs> he doesn't want to lose his job again. But Wait, well, well, no. Here's the thing: if I'm Carson Wentz, I wouldn't want to go to Chicago either. The Colts are a better organization. How? What? How are the Colts a better organization? The they last look, twenty years, they, they lucked into two quarterbacks. That's it. They're not a better organization. They had better luck drafting. And, and don't forget, uh, Bill Polian wanted to draft Ryan Leaf. And the only reason he didn't draft Ryan Leaf because Ryan Leaf blew him off uh, at the combine. That's the only reason they got Peyton Manning and not Ryan Leaf. Yeah, well, okay, that's fine. They lucked into two quarterbacks. The point is they've been 
over the last 20 years, they've been a much more consistent organization than the Bears have. They've been a more consistent organization than the Bears have because they had Peyton Manning. That's okay. it. That's it. Like, like, like no, I'm, I'm being serious. Think of, think about the Colts organization. They had, they had a couple good teams with Peyton. They never put one around Luck. Luck retired. They're away from Luck. There's been no type of resurgence of Indy, period. But they made, that's, again, they made the playoffs last year, bro. What, what, what do you mean? Okay, so so I like how your criticism of divisions only applies to the NFC East because the AFC South, the, wait, they didn't win the division last year. The Titans did. I didn't say they won. I said they made the playoffs. I didn't say they won the division. Okay, that that so Bears made the playoffs this year. Bears did not make the playoffs this year. Yeah, they did. No, they did not. What am I thinking of? The Bears have the twelfth pick in the draft. What the the hell Bears did it? not make the playoffs this year. The Colt, the I mean, yeah, I get it. They oh, have, you know why I'm thinking that? Yeah, no, I, I get it. The 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 Colts have had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. So yes, they've been better over the last 20 years, but the point is they've been better over the last 20 years and they have a really good roster. Like, what do you, like, I'm confused. That's why I'm confused on what you're talking about. They have a really, really, really good roster. Matter of fact, you put a good quarterback on that team that I'm sorry. They're one of my favorites to come out to AFC. I, would, I don't know. I wouldn't put them over the chiefs, but they're, they, but they would, I would put them up against any other team in the AFC. So if I'm Carson Wentz and Mark uh, Mark Rick is there, or I'm sorry, I'm going to say his name wrong, but the head coach, uh, you're you're familiar with him. The Bears also have a head coach that he's familiar. I mean, have a Filippo who's he, who was his quarterbacks coach at Philly during his MVP caliber year. But again, the Bears roster is nowhere near as good as the Colts roster is. De- defensive wise, they're good, but offensively, they're not nowhere near as good as. The Colts' offenses. The Colts have a much better offensive line, um, and Nick Foles isn't there. And you're playing in a dome, and not in in the freezing uh, Soldier Field. So I, I don't. I, and again, the Bears haven't proven. And, and you call, and you're talking about oh, well that's not fair because the Colts have had. Who the hell did I think they made the playoffs? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you thought that because that's not true. Um, <laughs> and, and and the Colts. You're talking about oh well they could have had they had Peyton Manning and, and Andrew Luck they lucked up well guess what the Bears passed up on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes for Mitchell Trubisky so again the the Colts have been a much better organization than the Bears so I don't you know I don't I don't want to hear that I, I don't I don't want to hear that nonsense matter of fact they traded <laughs> up to get Mitchell Trubisky so I don't I don't I don't care how you slice it the Bears have have not been nowhere near the Colts in terms of a good organization. So if I was Carson Wentz, I wouldn't want to go there either. If I'm the Eagles, I would rather trade him out of conference instead of in conference cuz God forbid he goes to one of those teams and has a resurgence. Now you got to deal with him every year. So I would rather trade him out of conference either. The problem is because the Colts are a better organization than the Bears, the Colts are saying we're not giving you uh, what L.A. gave Detroit for, for Matt Stafford. We're not giving you that. You're going to have to come down off of your offer. The Bears are saying we'll give you whatever you want for Carson Wentz. That's the only reason why the Eagles want to trade him to the Bears because they know they can fleece the Bears once again because they're a bad organization. I'm saying Once God gave you this W because he doesn't like ugly, and I was getting snarky about the Nets before. That's the that's the reason I have this brain fart. So that's about the Bears, and you dunked on me. I just want to clarify. You need to thank God. Yeah, no, the bit like yeah, no, the Bears are stupid. The Bears, and and I get it. They believe that with DeFilippo, they they can bring out the best of Carson Wentz, and the best of Carson Wentz is, you know. He was an MVP caliber player. So if you think you can get the best out of him, you're getting an elite quarterback. So I understand why the Bears would want to go out and get Carson Wentz. But I also understand why Carson Wentz wants no part of the Bears. Again, their best offensive player is a free agent. He's probably not coming back in Allen Allen Robinson. So you're going to the Bears for what? They don't have a good offensive line. They don't have any weapons. Like last week when I forgot about the hall of fame it's understandable you know you might you probably might not be paying attention to all the extracurricular stuff the nfl was doing before the super bowl this right. bears take is just unacceptable i think god struck me down by getting rid of the blog on facebook for this reason yeah yeah you're, you're off your game man the quarantine is getting to you dude i don't even know what year it is anymore we're getting more snow 
Yes, yeah, please don't remind me. Oh my like, god. Like I'm just here, I'm just a guy in a box. Mind, mind you, mind you, I was supposed to be in LA this week, but I oh had, boo I have me. I have stuff I, I did I had to cancel because I have stuff good, good. So so good. I'm 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 gonna be stuck here in the snow and I'm gonna be so sad. Good, wow. I'm happy. I'm happy you are you're stuck here in the snow. <laughs> I'm gonna be so sad. I'm good. I hope I hope whoever you were supposed to be with in California sends you a picture. Oh, they are. Oh, you already know they are. They are you already know. And I'm gonna be so sad. But I'm helping out my mom and dad, so it's worth it. It's worth it. But oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I wouldn't miss it for anybody else. So you know. Oh, that's so nice. Tell the people where they can find you, bro. You can find me at never for Brett me. That's N E V A underscore the number four B R E T T underscore M E on both Twitter and Instagram. Unfortunately, you cannot find us on Facebook anymore. But tell us, tell us, tell them where you can find the dope blog, Charles. You can find us at the underscore dope blog on Instagram and TikTok. And you can find us at the dope blog, all one word on Twitter. And Facebook can suck a big old bag of dicks because they're haters. They censor everything. That's why we got canceled. Something, 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 somebody give me a production contract. So I'm just going to cry about it and not do anything until I get said production contract. Also, I only got like four hours of sleep last night. And, I'm, and obviously I was dreaming about the Bears making the playoffs. So I'm going to go question my own sanity maybe find a calendar to realize what day of the week it is. I don't know. I'm in this blizzardy hell hole. <laughs> this hell hole that, you know, the Nets are one of the best teams in the NBA. And I'm supposed to be worried about losing the NBA finals. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. And I'm still going to post UFC stuff. If I get my blog back on Facebook, I'm, I'm going to yeah, double just down. Make, just, and make just, sure say the, Facebook. just make sure you put the copyright thing. That's all. <laughs> I'm going to say Facebook. Don't delete this shit. You suck. I don't own this. That's good. I'm going to say that's, that's going to be the verbatim disclaimer. I'm going to just copy and paste every single time. Yeah. That's all got, got that Zuckerberg is going to, is going to, is going to end. <laughs> Peace out guys. <laughs> Peace. Stay safe. Stay safe. Don't bother me, I'm working.